Welcome. I welcome you. The ran out of talent. Podcast. We can't thank you enough for checking in, taking it in, listening to the stats. Joey Fitzsimmons is the co-host. And you got Joe Jr. running the show. Me, I'm a man just trying to just rip up a couple freestyles just for you. Tuning in to Ran Out of Talent. But if you ever run out of talent, don't take no time, don't take anything. Just get a hold of Junior or Joey and talk about it. But if you the ball on top, you can be Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zare Jr. And with me tonight, we have two special guests. Corey Hens and Alekins. Joey will be joining us later. So for the Joey Fitzsimmons fans, don't worry. He'll be uh, on soon. But how's it going tonight, guys? Not too bad. Pretty good, Joe. Yeah. So last week, you guys went to trackside to the team associated race. Is that the first 10 scale race in a while that you guys have traveled to? I know you guys have done a lot of a scale but not too much 10 scale for traveling. Um, go ahead. Go ahead, Alec. Well, we, we race pretty frequently at the 510, but I would say, yeah, that's the first, like, 10 scale race that I at least have traveled to. Yeah. Um, well, I know Corey's been to a lot, and he's put on a lot of races himself, but that was, I think, before you were even born. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I've I've been to a few races with the uh, professional level races, but I don't racers, but I don't think I've ever actually attended a ten scale race where I've been able to watch uh, former world champions battle it out, and it it was it was pretty pretty impressive, pretty humbling too. Oh right, right. You know, it it is like I went to the A level, like the trackside race and the NCTS. They're A level events. And they do, they, the NCTS humbled me the same way. It's like, oh, it's like, oh man, the amount of practice and all that you have to put in to get even near them is unfathomable. Um, yeah. I would say that the trackside event, you know, is probably a bucket list kind of event just for 10 scale. The, uh, the facility is is epic. You know, they they sculpt a track there that is a piece of artwork. I right. mean, they they they've got red and white rumble strips, and it's just it's just an awesome thing to look at. Uh, let alone, you know, the traction is unbelievable. Everybody's running slicks. There's yep. there's still a little bit of a tire game that we were a little behind on, but um, it was uh, it was amazing to just be there. And, uh, you know, of course we went down with real high expectations and personally, all I had was a bunch of disappointment, but, right, <laughs> but right. it was still fun. It, it's almost like you're fighting to get in the C main and every bobble you have drops you a main. Oh, for sure. I mean, there was 10 heats of stock buggy and, and the highest personally I was, was heat five of 10. You know, so halfway up the pack, and I—that's probably a win for me. Yeah. But uh, it still is like, wow. I mean, there's 50 guys here that are still faster than me. Right. Right. 
yeah, it's, and you look at it, it's like you look up to like two or three heats up, you're like, if I could clean up that one bobble, and it's like you could maybe be up. Um, yeah, I haven't been to trackside <laughs> since it was a carpet facility, since for on-road racing. Sure. Yeah. That's a long time. So what did Back you... Back when Paul Lemieux oh, yeah. uh, ruled the carpet. Oh, yeah. He was there. He had a permanent, like... Uh, I know he didn't live there, but it pretty much lived there. <laughs> yeah. So Alec, what did you uh, think like coming in with expectations? What do you think of the slick tire game and all that stuff? Um, well, not that I have a big ego or think that I'm better than I am, but I was really aiming for the B mains in, yeah. in the stock classes. I thought, the guys that run the A mains, they're the guys that travel to all these big races. Yeah. Um. So if I can be, you know, the next in line in the B main, like that's where I wanted to be. Yep. So after seating and after the first two rounds of qualifying, even where I was down in like I think thirty fifth, thirty eighth, somewhere around there. Um, Still not bad it was, at all. It was frustrating, this to say the least. It frustrating and, and very humbling and. You know, the drive experience on that surface is so unique compared to everything else that I've raced on right. that, you know, like I want to move to Milwaukee now. And that's, you know. it's fun. It's, it's like addicting. Every time I go to the hobby plex, it's like, oh, if it wasn't in Omaha, <laughs> I would totally move to it because the hobby plex, you have your carpet racing, um, you have your dirt 10 scale you have your dirt uh nitro you know you have everything you need so um my bird is squawking that's a frustration yeah, you know personally it you, you'd think that after being in this hobby as long as i have i'd be able to control my heart rate but uh -uh. i'll be honest with you <laughs> i had the hardest time just staying calm um practice was 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 ter and it may sound silly but man when you're out there on the track and you've got here comes Ty Testament or here comes Cavalieri and you don't want to you you're trying to get out of their way and and still try to figure out the flow of the track and it seemed like it, it was going so fast and your and your round or or your heat was done for practice it was a it really moved you through i mean to get people track time and it was i just i don't know how long were the practice sessions i think they were uh Four minutes. That's they were five. Yeah. They were five minutes initially, minutes. and then they got shorted to four. And then I think the mornings of like the main day and the qualifying day, they shortened them to two. Yeah. Those lines get long, man. And when you're, you know, the beginning of the race day, people are just trying to scuff in new tires. Uh, right. Yeah. It was funny. Um, the Michelson family came to uh, the toy box yesterday to check out their new AstroTurf. And they're like, man, we just came from clay. We've never raced on clay. And now we're coming on, we're coming to this AstroTurf track. I mean, they've raced Astro, but I'm like, I said to him, I said, trackside has more grip. Because <laughs> <laughs> the grip is amazing out there. Um, what did you think of the slick tire game? Now, was it to a point to where if you bobbled outside of the line, were you just gone or did it have any forgiveness? It was total forgiveness. There was 
the whole lane, the whole track lane, there was tons of grip. It didn't matter if you were on the inside or the outside. Um, when people weren't blowing the track, which happened a couple times, then yep. you would kind of feel your car want to slide around a little bit when you hit that rubber dust. Yeah. But, I mean, there's so much grip. You could use the entire track if you needed to. Okay. Do they blow it off after every heat, or do they do it once around? It's every. It's after every run, and there's... Um, like three blowers, I think, and wherever you marshal at, there there will be a blower designated for that marshaling spot. Nice. And you pick it up and you blow the track in the racing direction yep. to the next marshal spot and leave the blower there. Yeah. That... Yeah. They they had an awesome system. You can tell they've done this before. It was um, on the practice days. It was completely automated, and they had recorded. A repeating message instructing you what to do and and like alex said three blowers you just grabbed the blower and walked the track blowing the track to the next blower hanger and and away you go so it was very efficient that way i mean they they knew what they're doing that is cool so how how often did they like did they water in the morning water at night did they soak it or was it just like a mist i never saw them water okay I never saw any, so. Okay. I think they watered it heavy, you know, after the build, and then they just they just leave it. Okay. That'd be my guess. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, what uh, tires did you guys end up on? Because I know you guys are sweep for A scale, but they give you a little bit of freedom for ten scale. I'm gonna plead the fifth and and not answer <laughs> that question. So. <laughs> So we kind of wanted to prepare ahead of time, and and we bought uh, raw speed slicks. Yep. And we prepped them the way that we would prep a, a dirt clay tire. You know, we punched our foams and okay, and did that. And and you know, I we had quite an investment in tires, not really knowing. And um, there was a we ran into a raw speed driver down there that was running a experimental compound, but. Gotcha. Some of the locals said, well, nobody runs raw speed. So it, personally, it would have been interesting to have tried the uh, Proline Bald Eagles or uh, what it, smoothies. Yes. Is that the J-Con tire? Yeah. I mean, to do a comparison, um, but, uh, you know, something something for next year. And, and like I said, we, we punched our foams, and I was listening to uh, some of the Proline guys saying, "Well, our foams are wearing out faster faster than the rubber, and they're wow, re, they're refoaming their tires." And then Ty Tessman saying, "Well, we always punch our tires, and um, you know, so I don't I don't know, you know, we didn't get real good. I guess we didn't really ask either, but uh, everybody kind of because we were we already had committed to what our program, and and we just went with it, so." Yeah, some some of the guys w- that run the J Concept smoothies, they use the new J Concept band that you put in between the outside ridges of the foam to make it, I don't know, stiffer. More, uh, I just, I haven't, I haven't been in a situation to run slicks in years, you know. So it it's an ex. When I did do it, it's definitely an experience. Yeah. So. What are you guys? Alex got an interesting uh, tire uh, story, mm. you know, that he uh, he experienced and um, <laughs> was play- <laughs> was pleasantly surprised by who helped him out. So yeah. you want 
Tell um, that story. So I went out there and I ran three classes. I ran the stock classes, but I also had a I had a mod two wheel just to get some track time with some of the professionals because you can learn so much in that five minutes. Um, but uh, when I was trying to scuff in my tires, I noticed that my my car would almost bounce in weird corners. Okay. So when I pulled my car off and I looked at it and I had huge like like you feel the tire and I had a huge lump spot hmm. and then a spot where it felt like there was no foam at all. Oh. So I had thought that I ripped <laughs> the foam in half. Right. And uh, I went to one of the locals that I knew raced there all the time and asked him, you know, do you punch your foams? Have you ever had this happen? Is it kind of a freak accident? This and that and the other thing. Well, behind me was Gord and Ty Tessman, and they overheard and were immediately like, oh, I can show you how to refoam a tire. You know, here's a fresh X-Acto blade, this and that. And, the other. and they were just, I mean, totally just helped me out. And, I, you know, they didn't even know who I was. I didn't, you know. Well, that's awesome. Super cool. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know that was a thing that you could do. I didn't know that you could um, successfully cut the the bead of a of a tire in a way that would allow you to reglue it. Yeah. Well, you you can, but you don't think because it's like the thoughts go through your head. Is it worth the work? <laughs> <laughs> you know. And Corey and I, we come from the era of we had to make our own tires quite often. And yep. so you, have you, have you had to make a tire alloc to where you cut apart a, like a two wheel drive rear and cut the center to make a two wheel drive front and glue the two halves together? I've not had to do that. Oh, you're, you should try it on like, let's say, <laughs> well, let's say, let's say you have a bunch of, cause we all have those packs of tires in our basement that they're never going to get used for anything. And they're good practice tires, and you're going to screw up a whole bunch of them before you figure it out. But, yeah, it's one of those things that we used to have to do back in the day. So, yeah, um, are you guys looking to do any more big 10-scale races? Because, like, Hobbyplex has two coming up in the spring, and they got one midsummer. I know there's a few other ones semi-locally. So the Hobbyplex race that's midsummer, I believe, is on the same weekend as a big uh, eighth scale event. Oh that, yeah, yep, yep, yep. That yep. we'll probably be going to same but, weekend um, as the South Dakota event. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna um, be going to that too. I was really, I went to their fair race and I was pretty impressed with that track. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, they're really they're like changing it, it up this year. I don't want to release any information intel, but uh, it's going to be a different race this year, and it's going to be pretty exciting what they're doing differently. Sweet. Sweet. Maybe I could convince them fist scale, but I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I just got everything I needed to get ready for Vegas. Matt Olson. So I met Matt Olson um, at the J-Con at the NCTS race in Minnesota a few weeks back. Um, and he's like, well, if you order this, that, and the other all in one shot, I'll hook you up with the deal. So I did. 
And yeah, now I just got to put a lot of stuff into my truck, but she'll be ready to go. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Um, so for a scale now, because you guys are, you know, you. Well, I don't. I don't think he answered the question, did he? <laughs> oh yeah. I think. I think the we're considering going to the spring ten scale race. Is that the NTSC race? Well, the spring the spring races at the hobby the hobby plex is uh, the Protex Spring Championships. It's usually okay. towards the end of April, like I, I want to say last year is on April twenty fifth. And I'll tell you what that race almost made me want to keep racing on clay. But <laughs> no, I love clay. I love racing on clay. Health wise, I can't take it anymore. So, sure. um, speaking of, so they, did they have a special sauce table there or were you able to sauce in your pits? No, it was a free for all. You could sauce with whatever you wanted to use. There was PB blaster, um, liquid wrench, just, I mean, you look in their showcase and it's just lined with different sauces. Yeah. What and, did you guys you know, end up you on? You walk sauce? into the, sorry. No, go ahead. You walk into that place and the, they're, the first time we walked in, it was like walking into a greenhouse, you know, the humidity. Yes. And all, all you could smell was tire sauce. It's like Alex said, oh, I smell traction. Yes, <laughs> yes. And smells like traction. Oh, back in the day, it used to smell like Paragon Wintergreen. That was probably better. It's all, you know, I, I even told that story. I always tell this story, but it's a, one of the funniest stories ever. Uh, we went racing at Dewey's Hobbies in the mid-90s, and the first time Senior and I walked into the mall it was in, we walked into the completely wrong end, and we knew we were in the right place because we could smell the wintergreen. <laughs> it was a mall. So, yeah. Anyway, um, so you, it's awesome you guys had fun, and I mean, I know you – a scales life for you guys, but the 10 scales scene, I mean, you guys do very well at the five ten. I saw you guys race yesterday. How did you end up doing? Well, um, I didn't actually go, but Alec, Alec went, but he okay. can tell you all about his, uh, <laughs> antics. Oh, what'd you do? It's Alec? <laughs> well, there were, there were no, uh, adults to supervise me. At, at the track. You're 21 <laughs> years old, Alec. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but uh, so basically, when somebody, you know, dared me to do something, I just did it without thinking instead of having, you know, my dad there to be like, dude, Don't do it. act your age. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But I still, I still uh, TQ'd uh, both classes that I entered, and um, I think I, both classes I led from tone to tone. Well, that's good. So how does it feel when you go to a big race and then you come back to your local place and it, it almost feels like you've leveled up, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, achievement unlocked. Yeah. I uh, slammed my wheeler against the wall at the end of the straightaway Ooh. pretty hard because I didn't lift the throttle and just turned because that's what you do at trackside yeah. and it drifted all the way out into the into the wall so that was that was, was it, fun was it your old one or new one it's my new one no 
No, man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, she, I, nothing broke. She, she all right. Yeah, I got you. All right. Um. Yeah. Let's see here. Joey's still not calling in. He is late. He said he forgot some keys and he had to turn back around. I don't know where he was going or what he was doing. Um. Huh. Should we? We have no questions this week because we're what? we're recording on a Sunday. Normal. Normally, we record on a Monday, and we hit people's algorithms differently. Sure. Um, personally, I like recording Sunday nights better because I've been going to yoga again and Monday night is my favorite class. So I'm trying to maybe find a different time slot. And when we start going live, which I had to put a pause on that, but we're going to start working on that more again here soon. Uh, when we go live again, we can't go Monday night cause I like the dudes at the Hobbyplex, and I don't want to have a dueling podcast with those guys. So sure. we we have to figure out a a different night. Actually, you know what? Let's go. We haven't gone through results I, at all. I could talk a little bit about the the stock mo- motor <clears throat> thing that we went through at uh, Trackside. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Because uh, I was going to ask you about that. Because, um. Everybody in that aim, I'll tell you this right now. Everybody in that A main had a motor that no mortal person can get. Probably. Yeah. Anyways, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> so, um, Alec is a really good uh, supporter of the brands that support him, and he's yeah, he's so loyal. Uh, but I, I'm like, you know, you should just try this. So, um, in his wheeler, we put a uh, a Trinity slot machine in his wheeler, and it, he his f- times were immediately faster. And then, you know, I, I thought, well, it'd be interesting to see what what happened in his two wheel. And of course, we didn't own anything. Yeah. And I don't know if you own if you're aware of the brand uh, Motive. Yes, I am. It, so, did you know that they're actually designed by Paul Lemieux? Yes. Trackside? Yes. Okay, so I go to up to Chase Lemieux, his son, who's amazingly fast. This kid is lightning, but uh, and he, uh, he, him and Zach and Paul, they they got me set up with a stock motor and motive. Yeah, and they dialed in the timing, told me what, asked me what car we were putting it in, gave me the gear ratio. We put that in Alex's car, and then Alex ran. Uh, two quals I believe and we looked at his his fastest laps his average laps his consecutive you know all of that stuff and it was all faster yeah now think about that level up and now imagine leveling up again being able to get the top motors that those top guys get right but I mean my my point to the whole story is it's it seems to be it there shouldn't be that much disparency I mean, they they even tech the motors. They put oh, them yeah. in. They measure the resistance, you know, and they put stickers on them. Make sure they're certified that they pass tech and stuff. And and you know, it's just it's just it shouldn't be that there shouldn't be that big a gap. Is my my thought? No, you're sure. correct because back I I sound old again, but um, back when we were running the brush motor days. 
you know, Trinity always had the hot motor, but Reedy could still compete. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, there was that time where, I don't know if you remember the Firehawk motor. Yes. So, like, they had this whole leapfrog thing. It's like, oh, the monster, Trinity monster stock came out, and then the Firehawk came out, and then they leapfrogged with the green machine. And, you know, there's they right. kept one-upping each other. Yes. And but now it, that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, it seems, you know... I hate to say it, but I think right now Reedy's a little behind, and I hear they're working on new stuff, and they're probably taking their time to make sure it's the best it can be, but uh, we're looking forward to, uh, you know, hopefully some new spec stock motors coming out. I won't say... Oh, go ahead, Alec. I'd also like to add that um, a lot of people at the local level were telling me that if we were going to trackside, I needed to run at Trinity... X-Factor or whatever, uh, RevTech X-Factor or whatever. Yeah. And um, I chose to start my trackside race with um, the, the brands that support me. I was running S-Plus Motors, and it wasn't until um, in seating practice on a straightaway, somebody ran over my car. Yeah, man. The discrepancy, like the the um, difference was that big that somebody ran me down and then drove over me in the middle of the straightaway. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think, I think that's bad for the bad for the sport. It's totally bad. It's totally bad. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we could do to fix it because we opened up a full can of worms not being able to have a lock timing rule. And it, it's a bunch of, like, and again, in the brush days, legally, you could not take an armature out of a motor and put it and replace it or whatever. I, I think you couldn't swap between two different types of motors, but you really couldn't. But you get my drift. You couldn't tune a stock motor it was what it was yeah i think they need to bring that back locked cans with set timing i mean let's bring stock motor racing back to stock motor racing it's i mean you, you look at the speeds these cars are carrying right now it's it's basically mod racing yeah. from back in the day well you well, know and like 21.5 is stock racing from the past oh for sure um I mean, back when we started brushless, uh, stock used to be uh, 13.5 and super stock used to be 10.5. Oh, my gosh. And then, you know, we quickly learned, everybody in the country all simultaneously quickly learned it should be the other way, and I think it needs to move one more jump to 21.5. But uh, it looked like at track side they made a track to where it made a difference to run a mod was that true oh yep okay yep. that's good well the traction you have so much traction that you can control a, a mod motor i yeah. mean not me but <laughs> those guys could it, well, but you know the go I, ahead. I think it's wrong that you can swap out an armature and drop in ceramic bearings and put aluminum screws in and change the timing it's put in a different control it's just yeah. out of control 
Yeah, and this is why nitro is better. It is at the end of the <laughs> yeah. at, at the end of the day, you have two hundred and fifty dollars into a motor because I just spent a hundred and twenty five dollars. Not just this was a couple months ago. I spent one hundred and twenty five dollars on some Trinity slot machines. Now I got to spend seventy three bucks on some red rotors. And then I got to get the aluminum screws or the titanium. There, there's some voodoo they do where they put like two aluminum screws and a titanium screw, and that's supposed to do something. <laughs> it, it, it's like, you can't keep up, man. You well, I, I took my, I had a rotor Ron tuned motor, and yeah. I took it up to get it certified Yep. so that they could stamp it. And the guy measured it, and he goes, oh, he goes, we better let it cool off, and I'm, I'm like, oh, really? So I got a motor that's not gonna pass tax. That would have sucked, but yeah, they cooled it off and it, it passed, but yeah, but they're all pushing that line like, um, I forget the length of the rotor it was for it to be legal, but um, at the NCTS race, uh, Holmberg was dancing that line. He was like point. Oh, one under it. Okay. Under. So he was legal, but man, they were pushing it and he's running three year old motors. So yeah, Alec took his, uh, his motor up to get, um, specced and they saw what he had and they crossed his name off before they even measured the motor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they can tell. Yeah, they they're really looking um, hard, hard at the R ones right now because, well, R ones are really up there winning a lot of stuff. But I don't know, man. They like their ESC software kind of put a bad taste in a lot of tech guys' mouths. Sure. So they were one of the ones that for the ten scale Roar Nationals. You had to have the most up-to-date software. You weren't legal. Same with the hobby wing. Yep. They they actually blink with a different sequence now, so the techs know. Totally. They totally do. And I thought I was illegal. Like, I updated my software in my hobby wing ESCs because that's all I could get at the time was hobby wing ESCs when I was building my car. I was going to try to get I knew Reedy was coming out with new the new 610R. But it's yep. like, I can't wait. I have to go now. I hit buy on a Sunday, and I think it was on a Tuesday, Reedy released it. It's like You still made the right choice. Yeah, I, I heard that they're having uh, some issues with uh, reliability with that 610R. There's kind of like a, a soft recall on them. They're just, yeah, yeah, trying to figure out what that's, maybe they had a production issue or something, but. But that happens. That's happened with sure. every electronics company out there. Yeah. I mean, Trinity's come out with some really turd motors, all that stuff, and they're not nice enough to recall it. They're like, well, you bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's yep. the attitude. So I will say that uh, the kid that won both, I think he won the two-wheel stock and he won the 13.5 wheeler stock. Yep. Uh, he was running uh, Trinity, what, the 4100s? Yep. The LCG packs, the yep. white packs? Yep, those are great. So 
Hold on one second. Joey's calling. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Hello, Joey. Oh, I missed a call. Dang it. I ain't hit soon enough. Okay, let me hit. Sorry, I'm not even going to stop the recording. There we go. It's calling, I think. So, anyway, yeah, more about the motors. It's just crazy on what is happening with everything and but i don't know how, how do you fix it because you can't say sorry guys your motors are no longer welcome here you know what i mean hello ah oh, dang it i screwed up the call i'm gonna hit pause here All right, now I got everything working again, and with us is my normal co-host, Joey Fitzsimmons. How's it going tonight, Joey? Oh, you know, same old, same old. You get me on the phone tonight, and my, uh, for some reason our Wi-Fi isn't working, so I'm not on my computer. Oh, that's a bummer. Ours went, yeah. out, ours went out in the middle of the night, and my TV makes a loud, like, pop noise, like, you know, when it disconnects with the yep. Roku? makes a loud yep. pop, and it woke me up. Um, so anyway, I, I think, uh, Joey, you need to, uh, tell, tell the Alex story one more time. Cause we're recording now. So for those that don't follow the Facebook or the five ten Facebook page at all, you should follow it. He's got some good content on there, including this weekend. They had a T-Rex, a blow up T-Rex suit. And Alec thought it'd be a good idea to put that uh, T-Rex suit on and test to see how well he could uh, <laughs> TQ a qualifier. Yeah. Didn't work out so much. Yeah. He, uh, he, he ran a qualifier with that suit, and he also marshaled a qualifier in that suit. Right. That's that's nuts. So Were your that... peripherals hindered? <laughs> I couldn't see the whole right side of the track. <laughs> so you were just lap, guessing. It was like... Muscle memory, guys. That's funny. So, yeah, you guys, or Alec and Joey, it said you ran the show at the 510 yesterday. How'd that go? It went really well. There was some good racing. Uh, I, I kind of enjoy announcing now because I have full control of how the race is going. Good. Um, there was some uh, really good racing. Very, A couple of really good, intense battles. That's really good. Um yeah, so did you run so how do you run it differently? Do you do a little bit tighter show or what do you guys do? Uh going into it, I knew that he was gonna want me to run a tight show. Um so, you know, as I told everybody there, you know, is if I can gain your guys' respect for how you guys want to show ran, then I'll do whatever I can to earn it. Yes. Um I pretty much said right at the beginning of the day, I said, as long, you know, as long as you guys cooperate with me, I will cooperate with you. And if, if time permits, I'll give you guys a longer break. I'll, you know, I'll try and get you guys out of here around four 30. Yep. Um, we ended up finishing at like three 30. I think it was three forty-five. Nice. So yeah, I gave them a, uh, each round took about an hour and a half. So I gave them a, want to say a 25 minute break in between qual one and qual two cool and then like and then like 15 or 20 in between qual two and mains and 
you know, everybody yeah. cooperated. We got every, I got everybody out of there at a good time, and it was a lot of fun. Right, right. Um, should we uh, go through the results of uh, the 510? Because we've just been talking about uh, the team-associated race, but I think we basically uh, wrapped it up. You know, we are talking about the discrepancies between stock motors. You know, it's kind of a horn we've been blowing a lot lately, too. Is this Aiden Horn's horn? Is that what we're talking about? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, he was he sat right next to us and he was he was quite refined. He did not he wasn't the Aiden Horn that I expected that no. weekend anyway. The, these kids coming up are way more mature than I was and their shit talking games more on point than mine was when I was that young. <laughs> Aiden Horn has a YouTube channel, and yeah. from, from a couple of the videos I've seen, dude's a riot. Yeah, they're goofballs. You know, you're on the road, you're doing RC professionally, you got to have fun, or otherwise, what's the point? Exactly. Right, but I would say that, because I've seen his YouTube channel, I've watched his videos, and last week he was very subdued, I would say, compared to... <laughs> His internet personality. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So I don't know what the what the deal is with that, but yeah, I don't. Did you guys sit there and talk to Rivkin at all? I talked to Rivkin a little bit on the last day. Does he kind of seem different in person? Uh, no, not really. I mean, he, so... he's pretty. Like, if you watch his, his live videos where he talks about his cars and, and setup and all that stuff, he's pretty much, like, the same person as he is online. Okay. I sat two tables away from him at the NCTS event, and I thought he would, you know, be what... You, I thought he'd be... He was just intensely focused as the proper deal. But I thought him and Brock Champlin were going to get into it again. They're going to kill each other. <laughs> they were sitting directly uh, across from each other, and I'm like, "Hey, Brock, do you want me to show you how to rear naked choke him? Just put him out like that." <laughs> and just starts laughing. I'm like, "Dude, how about just a knee to the gut and a elbow to the orbital?" He's like, "Nah, man." Uh, this is this is one of those times where you need a you need a record like a little saying says ding 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 yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, you know I I was telling Joe earlier the the people that I wouldn't say surprised me but I was I was pleasantly surprised that they were so personable were uh, Gord and Ty I mean I I stood in line with Ty Testman a couple times and we were talking about. You know, fifty-one-fifty productions and pro line and all kinds of stuff. You just—I mean—he was so approachable, and um, you know, it was—it was awesome. That is awesome. Um, so you know, I forgot to add a race onto our results real quick. So let's start out talking about the five ten. Uh, let's go through results because track side, you know, we don't need to talk about that. No, that's okay though. So. <laughs> Let's talk about 13-5 Wheeler. Alec, you won that. Joey, you took second, and Drew Dawkins took third. I'm guessing that race was close as hell. It wasn't. Really? Do you just blow their doors off? 
I think that Joey forgot how to drive a wheeler for like the first minute, but oh. I could see him. He was definitely closing in like the last few laps. He closed up a whole bunch. Gotcha. Yeah, your happy ass was going down. <laughs> if, I had, if, I had, if I had another minute, I think I would have been tapping that ass come come across the line. Yep. Um, so now this one, this class has me interested, but it only had two people in it. Slick tire, two wheel drive. I'm guessing it's a spec slick tire. Uh, nope. It's just purpose. Whatever. Purpose yep. Made slick. Yep. I've said this over and over and over and over and over and over again. If you all ran slicks on that track, you could all run slicks successfully on that track. There but, was there was a handful of guys running slicks all day. Yeah. Had Jimmy and Sean been there, they'd have been running slicks all right. day. Right, because they are faster. Um, looks well, like I, you know, oh, honestly, ahead. I would like them to choose a tire i i think it'd be great if they just spec a tire okay we're all gonna run smoothies we're all gonna run bald eagles whatever dude that's we're what... all running the same tire let's just take take the whole guesswork out of it that's what they do in the uk you know and screw and your sponsor TDK sauce yeah. maybe everybody has to run tdk sauce yeah it would be a lot cleaner than what's happening now tdk sauce is the only lab you know, you got a lot of companies out there proving not they're they're saying they're non toxic, but TDK is the only sauce that has prove, proven it. They do have the lab results. Um, slick tire two wheel drive. It looks like Mike Myers won that one with Grant Olson second. Uh, slick tire did not run. What was that? Slick tire did not run. Oh. I'm just looking at final results, and that's right. Right, I did. I thought I took that out, but I guess I didn't. Gotcha. Jeez, um, yeah, uh, Joey, get it together. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Two wheel stock buggy looks like Alec won that one again, followed by Grant Olson and Stu. You know, um, I just got sick and tired of calling your name. <laughs> the entire day. There's an interesting tidbit about that race. Actually, is yeah. that in the second round of qualifying, Grant? Um, he had slicks on his car, and I had bars on mine. Yep. And he was in front of me on the track and on the clock, I believe. Um, and I was driving my – like, I had total total grip with my tires, but I was driving my car as hard as I could to stay with uh, Grant. And it looked like his driving it looked it, – well, his speed looked more effortless yes. than mine. Although Absolutely. in the corners, his car kind of was twitchy. Yes. So then for the main, I threw on some slicks that I had left over from trackside and ran the slicks in that main as well. Cool. So it, it can be done. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm just hearing excuses. <laughs> Every, I have no idea what you're talking do, about because <laughs> I still TQ'd and won. Yeah. Everybody's got, like I said, everybody's got to do it if, if, the majority does it, everybody on slicks, everyone would be happy. But, yeah, Corey, I like your idea of a spec tire because, dude, we were talking about it in the pits yesterday at the toy box. Everybody in the U.K., every track has a spec tire. Screw your tire sponsorship. You're all running, you know, at this track, you're running this Schumacher tire or that tire. You know what I mean? 
Yep. But also well, in the UK, they are not businesses. Every single track, I believe, is a club. That makes a difference. So well, I was going to say, you know, that some of these tire-sponsored guys are like, might be upset, but, you know, I think that if it's a tire that the hobby shop can get for us at a decent price, you're going to get more life out of that tire than than a, a bar tire anyway. Right. So, for sure, you know, and it's bite one the those, bullet. It's one of those things that if a track specs a tire and you race at that track, well, your sponsor will understand, you know, well, sorry, I can't run your tire because it's not allowed. I, I think it was more about I got to pay full price for that tire if that's oh, not my, my jam. Yeah, well. I do hate paying full price, but if it were if it were towards something like that, I would pay full price. I, I think it would be a huge positive for the five ten. Yeah. It would be a huge positive for just about every track. It really would. But you know, and again it's like the fifth scale, J Concepts doesn't get mad at me because we're specced on the stock tires. You know, around yep. here. So um if if I may, go ahead. The only <laughs> I didn't ask you, Joey. You're just the co-host. I mean, you just you asked if you may, so I said no. You, you never specified to who. Um, <laughs> the only thing that like the only pushback that I have for specking a, a slick tire would be how do you decide which manufacturer gets the spec tire. You know, because I like to, you know, you guys all know, I like to support the the smaller brands like Sweep or Raw Speed or Hot Race. Right. And the way that I see it is that Proline, J-Con, and AKA, they don't need my business because they have literally the entire industry under their thumb. Mm-hmm. No, you're so right. I, you're right. I don't know. I just, well, my two cents, I guess. Here's the deal. You... Oh, you and Corey and Chris and a couple of other top guys at the 510 would all need to try a set of slicks. Like have a set of slicks you all pass around on your car and tell them how you feel about it and figure out the best two or three, then write the companies and say, hey, we're going to spec your tire at our track. What kind of deal can we get for the racers? I think that would be the most fair way. I sure. mean, it's one of those things that's, you don't want, I've been in situation, 12 scale, 12 scale is a perfect analogy for this. When we went to spec tire, it went to garbage. There's guys out there like, well, it works. You can get it to work. Well, guess what? We're, the tire is better dry. So like senior right now has 10 sets of tires in rotation. Like he'll put one run on them and he'll bag them up and let them dry out until next week and put the second set on and so on and so forth. But it's like, it made even a worse tire game because 13, five, 12 scale, they're one run period. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you want to avoid that situation with having one of the better tires. 
Because if you pick a slower tire that you might have to do some voodoo on, that's gonna that's gonna shoo people away, I think. So I don't know, man. There's no perfectly clean way to do that. I'll tell you that much. I, I think even if you have a spec tire, there's gonna be some behind the scenes voodoo, you know, but at least it's the same rubber and same slick that you know that everybody would be on the same thing right right yeah um so let's go back to you know ams is that over i'm gonna pull that up right now it's got to be over by now right i think the pro classes are over except for maybe the e-buggy classes okay um the final results are not up yet so Okay, hold on one second. Overall result. Okay, there we go. So we'll look at, I think the only one Seth made was Nitro Truggy, and I'm not seeing the finals for that. Yeah, he oh, had, a, here we had go. an issue and broke out. Oh, bummer. Here it is, yeah. Yeah, Dakota Fenn won it. Dakota Fenn was on fire this weekend. I've been watching him. Uh, Mayfield second, Bornhorse third. Yeah, it looks like Van Dalen ended up 14th overall after 39 laps. Or 13, yeah. I don't know why he's looking. It's 39. He pulled off after 20 minutes. He had a, he had a heartbreaker in uh, the B main of Pro Buggy, too. Yeah. He, he was all the way up to second, you know, a comfortable transfer position, and then um, had some issues and ended up falling in, to fourth in the last two minutes or so I think of the event of the race yeah so you know yeah I wanted to throw a brick at the tv I know <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see the uh pro musical chair this year do you guys believe that um Mayfield the techno no no that well, that's well, a super strong rumor right now well Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that Techno can afford to sign both Mayfield and Drake. Yeah. And I don't think that Mayfield is going to go to a team that doesn't have Drake. That's right. Oh, here's the deal. If Mugen loses Drake, I, I, I want to say Drake's more important to Mugen than uh, Mayfield, even though Mayfield's a results-driven guy. What, do you, what, right. what did you think, Joey? If Tebow is leaving Techno, there is a good chance of that. If Tebow leaves, then they can. But I don't think they'd be able to afford both Tebow and Mayfield. Isn't Tebow's contract ends this year too? Yes. He might renew. You never sure, know. sure. But I mean, it it gives them the opportunity to choose somebody else if they wanted to. Right. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, and it's going to start happening in about two weeks because a lot of these pro contracts are up in the end of November. It's not yeah, a I think January it, deal. I think it'd be silly of Mugen not to try to hold on to Mayfield. Why wouldn't you want to try to hold on to that? I don't know if I'm what I don't know if I'm hearing correct things, but I've heard that they're having financial issues. Oh, Mugen is, huh? Yeah. Well, their new car pissed a lot of people off with that price point. 
It was $850 on A-Main. Yeah, that's... Sometimes you have to make less and just sell more. Right. Or we can do you can do what Hot Bodies is doing with their 10-scale car, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, we'll go f- uh, through the toy box results from uh, yesterday. Um, Chad Neiman had an insane day. Chad Neiman takes a win in 13-5, four-wheel buggy, followed by Dwayne Fisher and John Martin. I forgot how to drive my four-wheel buggy yesterday. The deal is, I I ended up like six. I need to make adjustments to my driving for the mains that put me a little outside of my comfort zone. Like I have to change my lines up a little bit. So the toy box is a really interesting situation because they put... um. They sealed the dirt floor, but you still get the reactions of a dirt floor. And it's like you'll get a little divot here and there, a little character in the track. Hmm. And I kept on going for my lines. And it's like, dude, I need to make the adjustment. You know what I mean? Uh, in 17.5 stock buggy, Chad Neiman won that one too. Torot second and John Shore third. I think I ended in six in that one, too. Yeah, dang it. Uh, but I put them in the A, and it's tough to put your cars straight in the A there. Stadium truck, Chad Neiman won that one, too, with senior second, Jordan Shepard third. But it was a pretty good day yesterday. We are all out of there at, like, 5 o'clock. Um, I'm really enjoying the AstroTurf. It's like even when I have bad mains and would normally leave the track pissed off, I just had a blast yesterday. But again, though, that's the toy box is one of those tracks to where you can't really use that much power on it. Like they had um, the Thunder Road guys came and they ran modified. After round one, they all took out their mod motors and put in stocks. <laughs> it's like dude you you couldn't put it down like mod two wheel torot one with john shore second and um brian bullman third every single one of them had a stock stock motor in yeah i want to say they're interesting there's a rule against that why doesn't that goes against tor's religion doesn't it what mod Running a stock motor and mod. He only had one car. Ah. And it was okay. ran to a point to where he raced Marshall Brace. But um, I want to say there's a rule that you have to have at least a 13.5 in your car and mod, like a legitimate written down rule. Really? Yeah. So, um, I got dollar hobbies and then we'll go on to news. How does that sound? Sounds good. Uh, dollar hobbies points. See, Joey, I'm I'm the new co-host. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm weaseling right in there. Yeah, dollar hey, hobbies. I mean, whatever, man. Yeah, we had a <laughs> we had a points race at Dollar Hobbies it's November fourth. It was a good time. We're gonna talk about specs slash and sportsman, and then get out of. Um, because I want to talk about specs slash because Al Smith broke again. <sighs> he just. 
And again, it's one of those classes where you break and you laugh about it because you broke like $3 worth of parts. Um, so in spec slash Brie Brauschweig one, I'm trying to get that name down. It's, it's tough. Um, Isaac Plurd took second and Tom Tapp took third. So it, it was, I put all eight slashes in the main. If there were 25 slashes there on that little track, they would all go in the main. Cause that's what slash is about. Uh, sportsman. That sounds awesome. Dude, I almost went to the hobby shop and bought a slash and threw it down. <laughs> and you know me and Traxxas. But it, it looked like so much fun out there. It did. It really did. Um, sportsman, Isaac Plurd won that one. Matt Wanless took second, and Austin Smith took third. They are building up their off-road group again and i'm really happy to see it because the whole dollar hobbies track itself was you know having problems keeping a race director and all that but with me jeff choban and john shore kind of running the racing side of things we're building it up every single race so it's it's a fun time all right so before we get into news um, we're going to talk about the guy's shop who's on here now. If you want a ran out of talent t-shirt, the classic one, the design that Corey did, or the, if you ain't got balls, you ain't going fast shirt, go to pwrmerch.com, uh, in the search tab, look up, uh, ran out of talent. But while you're there, look at all the other shirts there. You can get your MMR shirt. You can get your hobby farm, five ten, whatever shirt. It all goes to support Minnesota racing. It's a real nice thing. Corey did. Corey, do you have any, uh, future plans with the store? Uh, actually, Joe, I was just going to add, uh, keep your eyes peeled for the ran out of talent coffee mugs that are going to hit the shelf soon. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, it's that time of year. Nice coffee, hot chocolate. Yes. Joey, you can put schnapps in yours, whatever. Yeah. So, I was gonna uh, say, you, you really think I have any use for a coffee mug? <laughs> I am a monster kind of guy, not yeah. a coffee guy. Uh, J- Joey, I think some Bailey's Irish cream and a hot chocolate, I think I could win ooh, you over. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm not, I'm not 50. No. <laughs> oh, man. Ouch. Dude, Joey, it's good stuff. Salted caramel crown. With some hot chocolate? Yeah. Alec, you are just a little something something. You drink fucking White Claws. Yeah. Mm, well, actually, I, hey, I, drink I drink Trulies. Crown, actually. I drink Trulies myself. You can't, you can't. And, and the, oh, God. Joey, the brewery in Elk River has awesome, like, homemade, like, seltzers. But there's a new coffee shop in Elk River on the corner of Main Street to where they serve a really nice Irish coffee. And I only, I, I, last time I was there on my e-bike, I had one and it's like, Ooh, that it had some good bite to it. Should I, should I real quick tell the, uh, the Saturday night story? (laughs) If it doesn't incriminate yourself or others on the podcast, Oh man. If you want to put it out there, man, go for it. If not, you know, you want me um, to tell it? I'll tell it because it was my 
poor decision making skills, but uh, we went to the steakhouse in Milwaukee Saturday night after all the uh, qualifying was over. Yep. And uh, we sat down, and you know, Dad ordered a, a spotted cow, and and I uh, I had me a, a Captain Coke. We're sitting there with the Dolan family, just having a conversation. Well, then in walks the factory tracks team, and they sit, you know, across from us. And then in walks the factory team associated team. And they sit, you know, yeah. a little ways from us. And then in walked the TLR team with, you know, Ryan Cavalieri. Um, and uh, it wasn't, I didn't realize how much time had passed until uh, another table got their food before us. And yeah. then. Yeah. Um, I, I hadn't like eaten anything. Really about that. What was that, Joey? <laughs> I said he he must have got horned up because he sounded really excited about that. Jeez, man. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> um, well, I looked at my glass and it was you know over half empty, and I hadn't eaten anything all day before hey, that. What did I say to you? Well, he looks over at me and he says, "You better take it easy on that." And I looked at him and I was like, "No, nah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Ooh. I'm a big kid now." No. And um, I started swaying in my seat a little bit. And yeah. then one of the waitresses walked by, and she was moving real fast, let me tell you. She she knew what was coming. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he looked. O- Dad looked over at me, and he said, if you're going to puke right now, we might as well just pack them and go home in yeah. front of, you know, the mecca of RC. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I it just... It, Nothing bad happened. I just killed my appetite, but it was it's pretty funny. <laughs> well, back. that is the limit right there where you were at. That's the absolute limit. Yep. Yeah, it's I, I, I go ahead. I will say that the the factory tracks guys were kind of like the uh, the Cobra Kai of RC. Yeah. yeah. They were like, you know, we don't teach mercy here. I mean, they were they were brutal. They're fast, but they took no prisoners. Right. Um. Anyway, so let's get into some news. I only got a few. We've already covered an hour, guys. Well, me, Corey, and Alec did. Joey just was late. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joey. Yeah. So you know, he just had he had one too many white claws. Yeah. I forgot my keys on my dad's, all right? Leave me alone. Yeah, White Claws, they sounded mean. Yeah. Yes, very mean. Yeah. Um, the, our Insta, the Rana Talent Instagram page was suspended briefly, but I got it back. I don't know why. I don't think I post enough on it, and they kind of look at it as a spam deal. But I got it back immediately, but I had to put that note in because it's like, well, that's gone forever. Um, Colin Branch quits Macklin Racing. That was interesting. Uh, R1's dominating the drag race scene, and I think he sees it. Uh, what do you guys think? I don't follow the drag racing scene much, except for uh, Sweep has a drag racing tire that is actually lighting it up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. Um, but I also think that like sweep is pretty much the the standard for on road tires. Yeah. So it makes perfect sense that they'd be uh, 
you know, drag racing is right up their alley. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, for like on-road races, like with touring car and whatnot, it's mm-hmm. a toss up between like sweep gravity and there's like one other one in there and they're all the same compound and basically the same tire. I mean, they're all good. Um, Lunsford all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, packed it up and retired. Yep. You know, I, I'm shocked that they wouldn't sell the brand. Sticky kicks is the same thing. Still. Sticky kicks I mean, might is, be the same thing, but do they warranty it? If you bust a turnbuckle in half and send them the old one, will they send you a brand new one? I have no idea. That's that's a good question for Martin. Yeah. Uh, 175RC, I believe, is really good about stuff like that. Well, that's cool. But, yeah, no, you're right. I don't think they – I think that they um wouldn't sell the name because they have – really excellent customer service and they do use the highest quality of titanium and i don't think they wanted their name to be drugged through the mud if they sell the company kind of yeah but you know that's got to be almost your retirement plan when you build up a brand that's that big you i mean that's a huge monetary value that you just walk away from and close down i would have i would have thought they would have tried to sell the sell the brand I would thought because that. It, it it would have been very attractive for uh, the horizons, you know, to, to pick something up like that up. Oh, for sure. Um, no, I I think you're right, but I th- something must have happened because it was abrupt. There was no like, I I want to know where all of their product went. Like, did it go to like, you know, other manufacturers like Sticky Kicks that or whoever that the companies that allegedly get their stuff from Lunsford anyways. Um, I wonder if they sold straight to those guys. I wonder if there's like a secret eBay page or something like that. Well, you know, what's interesting is at the same time, uh, Team Associated released new titanium turnbuckles. Yep, I have them on my car. So. Yeah, so did um, J Concepts. They they got in the 3.5 millimeter game also. Uh, what's funny is the team associated titanium turnbuckles are 14 grams lighter than because they made the new ones on the Wheeler 3.5 millimeter also. Uh, they're 14 grams lighter than the steel. Usually you only get seven-ish, maybe eight grams off of titanium turnbuckles. And they're strong too. So, yeah, I hope they have a good retirement. I hope nothing bad happened. I just hope they're just, I kind of wonder if they just go one day, hey, we're done, and yeah. that was it. Yep. They they had the date circled on the calendar, and when it was done, it was done. Um, Ryan Styles Harris just stopped putting out YouTube videos. Have you guys noticed that? I have, actually. You know, he's one of the top, top um, YouTubers in our hobby, especially on the racing side. Like Mark Santa Maria, I would say he's 70% bashing, 30% racing. He's one of the biggest ones, but Ryan Styles Harris was getting up there and he was mainly racing and all of a sudden he disappeared. No word. Uh, hmm. He's 
doing motocross stuff now, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I suppose trading up. Um, also, last thing I got is HB's new two-wheel drive buggy. <laughs> yeah. Six hundred. I can't wait to see one in person. Yeah. They look sweet. I'll give you that. And they say it comes with all the carbon and aluminum and all this and all that. Here's the deal. I don't want aluminum hubs on my car. Why is there aluminum hubs on my car and why do I have to pay that much extra for it? I don't want plates on my arms like an a scale why is that the, you know what i mean it, it's like they jacked up the price and gave everybody a whole bunch of stuff that they didn't want i'm not going to say who used whose geometry because everybody's borrowing from everybody these days but you know there's a little company that we're we all run that is has inspired the front end of that car so right so i was listening to the no name rc podcast and you know max mort had a really good point and i even think about that he goes well he goes they could machine a certain amount of aluminum rear hubs or they can spend $10,000 on a mold to do plastic. I mean, people don't realize how much molds cost, and it's insane. And I think they did, I think they knew it was going to be a niche car, so they made it super niche. What do you guys think? I mean, the car looks cool. I think that as a brand that doesn't have nearly as large of a 10 scale presence as the other popular manufacturers it's kind of a smart move to advertise your car as including all of these um i'm going to call them necessities now if you want to compete in the uh, stock classes so i think it it makes sense it's a smart move and i would really like to see one built box stock on a scale Right. To confirm that it's that price point is worth. Yeah. Because I mean, I think it's a hard market to to compete in. I mean, the TLR associated X-ray. Um, Yokomo. what's happening with Yokomo? But uh, I mean, it's it's a tough market. Two-wheel drive is a tough market. Right. What do you think, Joey? Is Joey still here? <laughs> Yeah, I just had you yeah, muted for a second. Forgot to turn you back on. Oh, okay. um, that's that's how we like you muted. <laughs> that is my <laughs> one of my nicknames <laughs> is mute. But uh, yeah, for trying it once, I'd be curious to see uh, what it's like again. If they made any more improvements, I mean, just from pictures and dialogues that they put on Facebook, it definitely definitely does look like it might be a better car, but. At the same time, how popular can they get? Well, I'll tell you this much. Um, with everything I put into the roller of my two-wheel drive buggy, I have $580 into it. I really do. 
a couple things might be unnecessary, but most of them are necessary for stock carpet racing. And, you know, if, if it's, if they're being honest and let's say it's like the best car, but what I've noticed on the carpet side, a lot of guys, you know, they go from Schumacher or they go from X-Ray or they go from TLR and they buy Team Associateds and they're happy because the car is easy. Now, is the HB going to be easy? That's a good question right there. Um, because the X, X-Ray by far, X-Ray and TLR on carpet by far have the fastest wheelers, but everybody goes back to associated because it's easy. You don't want to be driving on a pinhead for six minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think Joe Scaramel got one, didn't he, Alec? The HB? Yep. I believe he did but i just haven't seen him at the track so yeah he ordered him he it's hunting season you'll see him after november i'm sure probably so So he'll he'll be able to you know give a good evaluation of that car yeah for sure oh real quick um did you guys see the hobby farm had a ton of entries saturday night really good for gary the oval track in uh ogilvy yeah, I did. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, Frank Miller was posting about that. I wanted. Hey, I was to, there. You were. I wanted to go through their results. Uh, we'll talk about it in a second, Joy. But they, I don't think they used Lifetime. They did use Lifetime. Oh, I couldn't find them. Yeah, I don't know if he posts it. Uh, oh, he and put it on online. Yeah, because you can run it. You can run it without internet, and then. It won't post until you put it on internet. How did it Correct. go, Joey? Uh, it was phenomenal. I honestly, I really like going to that track. Yeah, if I were to do oval, I would be there. I mean, for you got sure. to. I, Joey, um, I just, I just got my fist scale ready for Vegas, and I have no money to do the got tos <laughs> of the rest of the year. Hey, I have a car you can drive. Maybe we'll, maybe next, because next Saturday I might have to work. Because then I get off, because they start in the afternoon, right? Yep, they start too. Okay. Um, my boss, who's been my boss for the 19 years I've worked there, and he's worked there for 45 years, retired on Friday. And he was the one that was cool with me taking all these overtime Saturdays off when everybody else is working. And I might not be in that cushy boat anymore. So, oh, man. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's just I'll be missing out. They overschedule the shop. It's like everything else. We're super busy. We don't have enough people, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, just so like Joey, do they run like a... Um, like a box stock class for that associated oval car? Uh, no, but... The SR10? No, but you can bring one and join in in the street stock class. I heard it's not street stock legal. 
like I, national I rules. In it. Yeah. I mean, street stock is honestly what I would run because I, I always love the look of the, you know, the old Monte Carlos or you'd get a Fox body Mustang or a Caprice out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll we'll see. I'll, I'll have to try one of your cars or something. We'll we'll have to get together on a Saturday. So, what do you guys? Um, we're coming to a close here because we don't have any questions, which is strange. Um, where are you guys uh, racing next week or the week after? Uh well, you're just at trackside for a week, and then this past weekend I was at five ten. So yeah. Um, I might be taking a little bit of a break uh, till the next um, 510 trophy race. Chicken oh. shit. <laughs> uh, you can only race, you know, as much as you have a budget for. and That's correct. Holidays are coming up, so. That is correct. Uh, what about you, Joey? Uh... There's a couple places. I could go to the 10. I could go oval racing or I could stay home. But um, I think I might go oval racing. Nice. Yeah. Um, Next Saturday, Thunder Road's got a trophy race. If I can attend, I will. But if I can't, I'm going to take you up on that offer of your other car. Word. Um, Yeah. And. You know, you got MMR every Friday night. You got a ton of uh, the next big dollar hobbies race is going to be like the weekend of December 9th. I thought I was going to get both of you, Joey and Alec, to run carpet. But Joey said no, so I offered the card to Alec. And he's like, ooh, I got to look. And uh, he, he never ended up running it either. And Joe Three's car just sat there. Actually, both. No, it was just his two wheel. I I hadn't had his four wheel ready to go yet. So, yeah, I thought you guys were gonna run on carpet. It was a tempting offer, it really was. But sometimes, you know, you can't get out of your previous obligation. I know what you mean, man. And that's what I'm gonna have to be dealing with here soon. Um. Oh, one more quick announcement. Uh. <laughs> Hobby Town and Wake Park's looking for employees. The track's looking. Go talk to Brian Bowman. He's looking for employees. <laughs> he, he was talking about that. <laughs> uh, I have a question for you after the podcast regarding the uh, Thunder Road. All right. We're going to finish this one out. And, um, yeah, thanks, Alec, and thanks, Corey, for coming on. Real quick, would you like to... Thank anybody, your sponsors, significant others, what have you. Uh, I'd like to thank Paintworks Racing. Yes. <laughs> I like Paintworks Racing also. They come out with awesome videos. Watch watch the latest video to see uh, Joey Fitzsimmons rise to the top, but agony of defeat. Yes. What, what did you break, or what happened to you anyway? Uh, Rod and pulled out. God dang. That happens to you in every class. I'm going to show you how to thread a tie rod. <laughs> I think I figured out the problem. <laughs> you said that last Are you not time. using the Hinsbros uh, white lithium grease I on use, your threads? I use the Hinsbros myself. Yeah. So, 
uh, I think what was going on is I had my endpoint set too high. Oh, yep. And I thought was full lock was way too much full lock. So sure. you were hyperextending so, everything. Yeah. Gotcha. So after I backed those, backed those down a little bit, I actually went out to uh, Sean's last race okay. of the season. Yep. And ran on Sunday with those same rod ends that I never got a chance to fix and started last and won it. Nice. All right, guys. Um, anyways, let's uh, finish this one out. Uh, so, Corey, Paintworks, Alec, you got the Hens Bros Grease? <laughs> I'd like to, to thank, you know, Team Associated, Reedy yes. Power, Sweep Racing, TRBRC Bearings, Empire Insurance Group, Lutz RC, uh, Alpha Plus Engines, Paintworks Racing, and uh, not going to thank my parents for sure. Like, they don't do anything to help me. Nothing at all. <laughs> Never <laughs> once. Never uh, once. All, all the support in, in our family is really, it's really awesome. So Yeah, that is cool, man. All right, guys, um, I'm Joe Zer Jr., and with me was Corey Hins, Alec Hins, and Joey Fitzsimmons, and we've ran out of talent. Later, guys. <laughs>